is brought to you by geek set and this is the show where i speak with creators curators culture pushers and people you should know and today man i got a very 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 special guest man you've seen his artwork uh, going around a lot lately within the past month in this quarantine um my man marco bernard aka masterminds connect man what's good what's up what it is what it do how you feeling doing great man how, how you doing in this uh this covid19 uh scenario right now Oh man, uh, this is light work actually, because I work from home, so I just be here anyways. <laughs> that, you know what? That's and that's what I was thinking. As far as our artists, like because you guys generally either in your your art studio or at the crib and putting together uh, material, like this is really not too much of a big difference because you know you are usually in your own world already creating. But it's exactly, still, I know it's still different though because, and we'll get into it. You know, just doing uh, some research on just what you've been doing. I know you got a couple of things that go, that do require gatherings and everything. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things that is like, you know, I know that like that can be on a creative standpoint, especially when you're trying to do things or trying to put together things with people like this situation can really uh, hinder some of that progress. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually, it's like, as far as day to day has been regular, but as far as like, um, as far as like mentally, it's kind of tough because you don't know what's going on. You got family, you know, uh, across across the country and in different places. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know yeah. how they're being safe. So that's that's the only the real thing, the mental part. But other than that, like, it's yeah, I feel it's a good it's a good time to like kind of dial either go hard or dial it back and kind of appreciate little things. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So yeah. let's get let's get into it. For the people who may not know who you are, if you had to sum yourself up in a couple of sentences, who is Marco Bernard? Well, I am a I am Marco the artist. I um, reimagine the stories of your childhood, and um, I've been running Masterminds Connect for about three to four years, and that is a platform that I started to kind of. Um, bring light to people um putting ideas together and, and and kind of coming out with new innovative things that's dope that's dope so when so for what i what what really attracted me to just like you as an artist in general i mean obviously we saw the pride line pride lands but then I started like diving in deeper and everything. And I do like the way that you do blend cultures and some of the things that the, the pieces that you put together, what initially got you into just being an artist? Um, it's, it's funny. It's funny because actually seeing the Lion King for the first time was when I was like, yo, like, I really want to do this. I remember the exact day I was sitting in front of the TV watching the Lion King for the first time. And then, uh, after that, I just been drawing in school, drawing in class. I went to college for graphic design. Um, then after college, I kind of went back into illustration. I said, you know what? Like, I need to really put my all into this, and it's been paying off ever since. So I'm, you know, I'm glad I, I took that chance. That's a that's a that's a tough movie to start off with, man. There's a lot of emotion Ooh. in there. <laughs> it's a lot. I think that's why. I think that's why. Like you can cartoons can make me feel like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
And that, I think that's but, but that's but that's dope because like it's it's funny because when you look at certain something like that, right? Like mm-hmm. in in when you think of like an art world and you think about just in general, just being inspired, especially being a person of color, um, and trying to be inspired in that realm, you wouldn't think that that would be it because when you look at that, like that doesn't really there's really no no race or anything attached to it, right? Exactly. But I, I think I think that that is what makes it more special is because a lot of people always think that we have to have some type of racial connection to it in order for us to be inspired mm-hmm. by it. But like mm-hmm. truth be told, and you know, saying most, mostly anybody will tell you Lion King is one of like, that's one of the, one of the best animated movies that ever came out. So that inspiration right. being drawn from that and just even inspiring people of all colors and all races. I think that mm-hmm. that's really dope. Exactly. Yep. So um, to kind of jump into kind of how the way that you approach your artwork, um, because you like you said, you like to blend um, a lot of our childhood together. You know, yes. so like you'll take characters, you'll you utilize characters. What where where did that mindset come from? Um, it just came from it just came from a lot of observation to to tell the truth. I think because when I'm drawing, I usually have movies playing in the background. So um, I'm not able to look at the screen very often. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really like, like I was able, I'm able to pick out different voice actors who um, play different characters. Like they play, the same voice actor plays different characters. So if I'm not paying attention to the screen, I can tell like, oh, I heard this voice somewhere else. They probably played the same character. And I think that's when I started trying to put things together because something as something as like not thought of as a voice actor really makes a big difference in the characters so if let's say i i did a piece where um where um the guy from you know darkwing duck yeah darkwing duck has the same voice actor as the same dude who plays um tigger and you wouldn't ever put those together right but when people find the connection, it's a lot more interesting. So it's just little things like that. Or um, I did a piece where Gerald from Hey Arnold, you know how he has that high top? Yeah. He has the same high top as Marge Simpson. When you think about it, yeah. it's the exact same, but <laughs> like no one really it thinks is. about it's it unless it's together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, I like to find the, the little things and put them together. And people are like, oh snap, never realized. And that, I think that that's what makes it stand out, too, is because when you look at, like, it's characters that you wouldn't think that would be together, um, yeah. and you see them together, and it, and it blends well. Shout yeah. out to Darkwing Duck as well. That's always one of my OG cartoons that I believe that if they, I, I, would, be, I would be here for a reboot or yes sir you know because i love darkwing duck i like just yes, everything sir. The, that he did yeah the real ones know the real ones definitely right <laughs> so you're originally from the east coast out of new york right yes sir but you live you're living in cali living in cali. cali now was that a move because of the work or school or what was how, how did you get out how did you go across the whole country um so i grew up in new york and um i moved to florida when i was 14 15 and then I went to college in Florida after college. Um, I worked at like the, the Disney parks and stuff for a little bit. And then um, Florida is not the greatest place for someone in my field doing illustration. Okay. Because I mean, like, it's so hot down there. People just want to stay inside. So it's, 
it's 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 a lot of the same like do the same thing every day right. mindset. So um, I had a friend who was driving out here. He got a job in L.A. and then he was like, "Yo, come with me, make the drive." I was like, "All right." And um, since I didn't have a job at that time, I was applying to different jobs. And then in the car, I got an interview and then went to the interview, got the job, called my parents. I was like, yo, uh, I'm not coming home. And then they're like, and they understood. They're like, yo, we'll pack up your car, you know, ship it over yeah. and do your thing. And then I've been here ever since. That was in 2015. Man, that's dope. That's dope that the parents yeah. like really definitely supported that. Because I know yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's always a hard decision, especially for moms probably too. Yeah. Moms just to see, you know what I'm saying, the baby go out and now it's like she can't she can't physically touch you or you know what I'm saying, can't just stop by and but but knowing that or you know that you got true talent and a true passion somewhere. Yeah. So it's like I can't I can't cap them. But yeah. I, you know, so I gotta wish them well. That's really exactly. Cool. What's the well outside of opportunity? What's what's the biggest difference between East Coast and West Coast for you? Um, I would say the biggest difference. Well, I think it's it's the big the bigger difference is New York to to L.A. New York is more like more like stay in your own lane, do your thing, you know. Yeah hustle like walk to where you need to go and, and do the thing but la is more like you relax you you take in the sides but you're also like hustling doing the thing right networking doing all those things so i would say uh new york and florida is like la is a combination of new york and florida right so you have the nice weather you know the atmosphere and then the hustle of new york the weather of florida makes la okay. so yeah when it comes down to your artwork, um, what was the what was the first piece that really started getting some traction for you? Um, I feel like the first piece was a picture of um, Rick Ross. Okay. And it it was when he um, he underwent a lot of weight loss, and then he had the the viral clip where he was talking about pears. Yeah. He's like, "Yo, I eat pears and shit like that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. <laughs> So um, I drew that picture. I drew him with like like a like like a, a bodybuilder kind of, and he had like a pear chain. And then he commented on it. Um, and then I was like, "Oh snap! Like this really this internet world is really small. Like you right. can really reach someone." <laughs> so after that, I just kept the ball rolling. Um, yep. And then I tried to find my my niche. And then uh, yeah, just just been doing that. That's dope because like that's so like the whole purpose of our podcast is that we call ourselves the only place that blend hip hop culture and geek culture together, right? And Ooh. art has definitely been doing that a lot lately. Like you'll see, you know, artwork of like an artist going Super Saiyan or an artist in a Superman yeah. outfit or just in general and things like that, right? So like one yeah. of the, one of the big moments for you that I know and um was when it was the Drake Meek Mill beef. Yes. Right. You know, and then like, uh, you know, you had drew that artist. It looked like, I guess, I mean, depending on how you look, to me, it looked like the uh, the Hadouken, but it could be. Yeah. You know, saying, okay. Yeah. That's and, what then, it was, yep. Yep, and, and he was blasting uh, Meek Mill with that. And so when Drake did his uh, thing at OVO Fest and he had everything playing in the background, your artwork made it to the big screen. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me, yeah. Tell me, how, tell me how that how you felt at that moment. 
That was crazy. I was actually, I was actually visiting my folks back in Florida, mm-hmm. and then um, I was getting ready to get on the plane back to LA, and then I was at the airport, and my boy tagged he he tagged me, and he was like, "Yo, Drake use your artwork." I was like, "No way!" <laughs> so I'm walking in the plane boarding. And then they're like, yeah, everyone turn your cell phones off. I was like, ah. I can't. So I had to sit on the plane thinking for like five hours. Like what, how was it used? What was yes. going on? Yes. And I, I didn't have the ability to like catch it like firsthand. Because once you catch something firsthand, you could like say, hey, this was me. And then people start giving you credit. Yeah. So after that, I got off the plane. I was like glued to my phone trying to figure out how yeah. this happened. But yeah, that was, that was like, that was the, that was the, the really big moment um, in comparison to Rick Ross was like the moment and right, the, right. the Drake one was like the real, real big moment. Plus it's also a moment in history. Like it's, and I think even the Paris is, if you think about it, because that moment was a, a, a funny moment in history. It was a viral yeah, with yeah. Rick Ross, but that Drake and Meek Mill beef, that is always a moment in history. And that is something yeah. that people can go back all the time and actually see that direct artwork yeah. there and everything. Did anything come from that? Did you like anybody from OVO or anybody? Nah, I, I feel like I DM like three people from OVO. Um, <laughs> no one responded. One person saw it, but you know, that was nothing came directly from that, but a lot came indirectly yeah. as far as like my mindset and then other people seeing, looking in. So yeah, yeah, you talked about that on the, you talked about it on your masterminds uh video that you did for um, your YouTube page. And I thought that mm-hmm. that was dope because it was a good lesson. And I think that some people um often forget that lesson in life. Like, you know, if you are a creator, yes, it's always you always want to get that uh that recognition. You always mm-hmm. want to get that instant gratification, but yeah. knowing that anybody that your your work can reach anybody at any given moment and though yeah. you may not speak directly with the person but you can still you know know that there's a there's power in that um exactly. you know and it's one of those things that watch i guarantee you it's going it's going to double back because as things continue to go people are like oh wait a minute mm-hmm. you did that yeah yeah <laughs> that people are going to remember like dang you did that one um and i think that that's pretty dope in regards to it um but no, and it was just a dope piece in general. Um, and again, that goes back to that hip hop and geek culture, you know. Yep, exactly. Drake and Meek Mill in that Street Fighter sense, um, yeah. blended into that into that world. And I think that that was really dope. Um, so Appreciate I guess, it, yeah. So when it comes down to things like that, I, I guess how what is your process of choosing what are you going to actually illustrate? Like, or, or is there is it just are you moved in the moment? Do you have a, a method? Um. So a lot of things just come to me, um, like just doing random mundane things, like taking a shower, you know, like chilling mm-hmm. on the couch. And then um, when things come, when things come to me, I write them down, mm-hmm. and then um, I kind of brainstorm what direction it can go, or I can see things happening in the media um, that. You know, I'm I'm trying to find it, a lot of things is dri- uh, driven by humor. So I I find like what's the funny part in this? How can we make this funny? And right. then it goes from there. And then I try to find the little little similarities and then exaggerate those similarities. Right. 
and I think that 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 approach, because like there's when you think about like some of the other artists that's in there, I don't know um, that you see in the in that realm. And I think that that's why I was like, oh, man, I really want to speak with you in regards to it, because mm -hmm. you got to think about like when you look into the culture, even in the way that you do some of your artwork, um, mm -hmm. there's a level of swag that you put to your your characters. Right. So it's not just like, well, I'm just going to take this character, redraw this character in a regular regular pose like you even like you know like whether it is you know putting them like even the way that they're looking the way that yeah, they're yeah, yeah. like there's definitely swag put into it that i think that makes your um your artwork stand out so much yeah i think it's um it's like some there's artists who are very 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 good artists good illustrators like accurate and there's a realm for that and there's also a realm for people with great ideas so I'm trying. I'm trying to be like a little bit of both, um, because the art can be great, but if it doesn't tell the story, it doesn't. You know, it's not right. going to move people. But if if the artwork is like, I like to think of myself as having good taste. So if I throw the good taste into the artwork, right. it's like a bunch of layers you can unfold about it. Just like you know, um, I really like sneakers, and I I'm sure like a lot of Black people have that in common. We really right. like sneaker culture. We really like fashion. So importing that fashion into the artwork is like another layer that I like to add, you know, jewelry, things like that. But not not so much as to like make it like, like blackify it or make it ghetto or anything. It's just like you can pinpoint what you want, but like people can see like, oh, why'd you make them black? No, I just... I just put sneakers on them. Right. I'm not making them black. I'm I'm just putting nice clothes on them. So, right. Yeah, that's you know, it's it's tough to do but it's it's really fun. Yeah. What I what, what another another thing that I think is really dope about that your artwork is that it is rooted into some um some actual true artists that have some notoriety. So like I know that you you've been on record saying that Glenn King and Jim Lee are your inspirations. Yes. Um, and then you actually got to meet, uh, it was with Jim, Jim Lee at the Comic-Con, right? Yes, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, so let's talk about that, man. How was that experience as far as just like, you're at this moment where you're speaking with one of your inspirations, you're drawing while he's speaking, so like, you're kind of like doing an exposition, you know, playing an exposition game in front of him, and then the, for you to go up, have that conversation, give him the paper, and then somebody in the crowd says show it and they get that gratification from the crowd like how did that yeah happen? yeah it that man if i had to make a list of like like maybe top 15 moments that really like that really put me on the right track that would be one of them because like it's people can tell you all day that your stuff is good but when someone who's good at what you do tells you it's good then you're like okay you know it's time like right it's time to go in. Yeah. So after, after like, cause like a gasp, a gasp is real. You can't really fake a gasp. So when, when he flipped the picture over and the crowd kind of gasped, I was like, Oh snap. Right. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was, that was awesome. I got the picture hanging right there that he gave me. Dope. And I see, yeah. I think what makes it even dope because it's like you, you knocked out two birds with one stone. Like, yeah, you got his, you know, his, his like kind of seal of approval. 
But then mm-hmm. you also got the audience, which is huge because, you know, as an artist, like, yes, you want to be respected amongst your peers and the greats, but you also got to have the people that rock with your work. And, exactly. And at that moment, that was them genuinely fucking with your work. Like, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, exactly. and I think that that's super dope. And then like, it also showcased mad skills because, you know, at you're in the moment listening to a panel and then you're drawing. And then mm-hmm. even while you're standing in line to speak with them, you're drawing, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it stands a testament of saying like, look, you know what? This drawing, this illustration life, this art life is for real something that I do. Cause yeah. I can also, I mean, if I, when I focus, I can give you some amazing, but I can still give you high quality work even while I'm in that moment. Cause I'm pretty sure yeah. like you probably had what, that was probably what a good 30 minutes maybe if that before you got up there to be able to have that interaction with them. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was about like 10, 15 minutes. And looking back at it, I'm like, man, that is not a good drawing that I did. Cause you know, I'm nervous. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> I have no elbow room I'm right. sitting next to people like this. And then, um, I got up to ask the question. I'm, I'm drawing, standing up like, yo, this, this has to look good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Lee's about to see it. This got to look right. at least, you know, on point. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, yeah, it was really, it was really a, a great moment. A really I mean, great moment. That's because you're 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 going to be your biggest um your biggest uh critic because oh, and yeah. so just to make sure in the video uh, that Wonder Woman picture that was the picture right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the one. So like to uh to a novice to somebody who can't draw like to me I was like oh yeah that was pretty dope. But to yeah, you, yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to call out like, oh, I would have did this if I had more time. Yeah, yeah. I had the space, I would have did this. But it still showcased like, you know, in the meeting, like, or let's say you get into like a pitch meeting or something where you get that opportunity to showcase your skills, you can mm-hmm. sketch up something real quick to give them a general idea and it still looks good enough. You know, yeah. like, um, I, I'm a musician outside of doing the podcast, right? So like, I feel like that's like the rough mix. The, the, um, the engineer that I work with, he'll give me a good enough rough mix that if somebody was to snatch it and play it on the radio, it'll still stand up with the with the same quality. Now, yes. obviously, I can see like, well, oh man, I would have punched in there, I would have cleared that vocal up, I would have did this, added this there. Um, but to somebody who's just listening to music, they may not be hearing all of that. So now yeah. to them, so it's that rough mix, but it's still good enough quality. That that yeah. that, that was your illustration. It was a rough yeah. mix, but it was still it was good a rough, yep. quality to pass off right there. Um, so speaking of kind of like your inspiration because like you said we, we do you you do a lot of like the blending hip-hop culture geek culture and everything like that um one of the things that intrigued me on your website and still again drawing from that hip-hop culture um you do a thing called drake uh drake and draw yes so <laughs> man so uh i would say it was last year um i decided i wanted to throw like a, a cool little art event like a sip and paint kind of joint right and um I know sipping paints are like they're kind of pricey and and you don't like the regular person is not going to go home take out a whole canvas and 60 dollars worth of paints and paint something but you'll take out a piece of paper and a pencil to draw something so i decided let's take that aspect and then let's bring it to people who don't normally draw and then let's see if i could you know teach them how to draw a little something something they can carry on for a while if they want to practice and then, you know, it, it stemmed from drink and draw. And I was like, drink, Drake, Drake, you know, Drake, Drake and draw. So, yo, what if we, th- what if we play Drake music all night? I'm sure people forgot that 
you know, he has hits for absolute days. So Amen. let's let's do that. <laughs> let's let's throw it in. And also, everything has to do with the Lion King. Um, the remake was coming out, at, uh, I think, like a week later. So I was like, let's throw a little, let's throw a little um, Lion King in the mix too, because uh, I've, earlier, like a couple years ago, I drew um, a painting. I, I made a painting. It was Simba with the blue sky background, kind of like Drake's album. Nothing was the same. So I drew two. I made two. Um, two paintings, one of young Simba, one of old Simba, like right. the Drake, the Drake back and uh, front and back cover. Right. So I was like, all right, I already blend this idea before. Let me continue to blend this idea in person at the event. And it was, it was a, it was a blast. Yo. Um, I had uh, my cousin come out and DJ and she, we grew up together. So she knows what I like and she's as much of a nerd as I am. So she was yeah. able to bl- blend hip hop and like the scores from the music together and man it was it was a great time yeah that, and that's this is such a dope idea that stems from something that like from the if, like is it was an organic idea and i think that yeah. that's i think that that's dope because uh, so like i didn't even think about the drink and draw i started thinking about the drake and drive so when i saw i was like oh that's a dope idea like you know yeah. what i'm saying and i think that um I think a lot of people like rock, like rock with that idea. I, I don't know if you have continued it. Um, I know now we obviously can't, but I feel like that's something that can catch on for real. Yeah, um, I 100% wanted like to do a travel because um, I hosted another event called Nick at Night. Yep, the that's same I was, concept. I was, was going to ask that next. Yeah, same concept. So I want to take those. I want to take those to like different places, have a tra- like a traveling thing. Because man, I feel like. It'll just be hype everywhere we go. Yeah, it definitely would. Um, because and then there's so many artists that you can play around with that kind of changes that atmosphere and everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's where like you have those endless possibilities. Um, especially uh, you know start branding with the Masterminds uh, Connect, which I wanted to get into next. So let's let's talk about Mastermind Connect. Uh, and then also I want to get into like the Black Masterminds project as well. Because I think both of those, like the Masterminds Connect, is your is, is the initial one, right? The initial, yes. the initial uh, collective. But then you started something within it called the Black Masterminds, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, so so um, Masterminds Connect was um, it was a company that I started with my cousin a while ago, probably 2010, 2011. Okay. And it's it's supposed to be like. Um, just cultivating ideas. Like he's a music producer. I'm an artist. So music production art goes hand in hand. You know, 100%. you take different ideas, you put them together. That's where it stemmed from. And then um, as the year, as the years progressed, it kind of died down until I decided to pick it back up. Like this idea, this logo is too good to just let it sleep. And um, I decided, you know, let me bring it back to life. And and it really stems from like you have the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. Both of them deal with different things. One's more artistic, one's more like logical. So if you take the logical and the artistic, you put it together, you create something like crazy, which is why in my logo, the two sides look like two different faces and the whole thing is a brain. So it's, it symbolizes the size of the brain. Um, so one half 
can't exist without the other. Um, and that's like, that's how I approach my ideas too. And you take, you just, you just, you got to think about your idea. Some people just do without thinking, but if, right. if you really think it could be so much more layers, there's so like, you can get as deep as you want. And it, yeah, that's, that's basically where it stemmed from. And then the black masterminds project, I wanted to kind of commemorate, um, black people that we grew up with and not necessarily people don't think about them often like very often but i wanted to like bring light to what they've done in the past and what they're doing in the future mm -hmm. and it really was it really was stemming from multi-hyphenates like like for instance uh donald glover he's a great comedian actor musician singer producer and we have a lot of those in black culture, like a lot of them. A whole bunch. A whole bunch. And a lot of the people that I drew were able to have their foot in, in different areas. And uh, yeah, so this last year was my second year doing it. And I plan on continuing every year, finding new people and kind of reminding you what they've done. Yeah. Hey, that, I, I think that that's so... Artists right now uh, in the art realm, you guys have been doing due, due diligence to that realm because you mm -hmm. see a lot of artists that are doing that where they're taking, you know, famous black um, people or are historically black activists. Um, but then they're also incorporating the black cartoon characters that may have yeah. been side characters or may have been the background character that's like, no, we need to we need to make sure that we're showing some love to them as well. And I think that yeah. that's what's really dope about just when you see these type of projects that are highlighting just black historians, black uh, actors, black artists, black directors, black musicians, black cartoon characters is just showing that we have a heavy rooted history in just in every aspect of the culture and i think that that's Absolutely. really dope in regards to that um so i, I do want to get into uh with pride lands uh <laughs> so when that came out and it was funny because like uh, i had saw it on instagram and i was like man i think that this would be something that my community uh for our podcast would like right yeah, so yeah, i wanted yeah. to i want to make sure that I, I i do give you your flowers and give you 100 percent correct uh, um uh, your hundred percent like respect and just like notoriety because when we put that on our page, it took off like crazy. I did not expect that. So and unbelievable. When I, when I cropped it, it had your information in it, but I was like, all right, let me make sure I actually tag bro in it. And then I saw yeah, you yeah. comment, and I was like, all right, let me make sure I get him on there because I was yeah, like, yeah. I want to make sure people know that we're not trying to steal this. We're not trying to claim it. I literally yeah. thought it was dope, and I did not expect this to go as crazy as it went. Did you expect that type of response from it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I, I have to give credit to one black woman. Yes. And, <laughs> and to the furry community. Yes. <laughs> 100. I feel because like it's a, a result of Beastars too. I don't know if you watched that anime yet. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly why I drew it. <laughs> I watched I watched B Stars and I was like, yo, like you know the the, the pack of lions. I was like, yo, what yeah. if what if Scar was one of those lions? So yeah. I drew, I drew that and then I added you know some fashion into it. I added some flavor into it. Yeah, and, you uh, gave, you gave Scar the drip. He had to yeah yeah. 
and uh, I posted it, and it got more engagement than I got than I normally get. And I'm just like, oh snap! All right. Then I saw the comments like people talking about who else I used to draw, and then they're like, you know, Scar's daddy. I was like, yo, what are you, yo, what are you saying <laughs> right now? Like, it was so weird. Like, <laughs> what's like, wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, where are we at, at this as a community? It, it became a thing in our in our group chat because I was like, fam, you got to see these responses. Some of these responses are wow, wild, <laughs> wild. And, and so, so, so it started off as just a, a one-time thing, but then it started off very innocent. And then you, you but then you expanded it. <laughs> yeah. So I drew Scar, and I was like, I was like, you know, let me see something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, all right, all right, let's see, let's let's see if it's just a one-off. So I was like, let me draw Mufasa because he's kind of the opposite of Scar. Right. So I was like, all right, let me let me find like like a, a rockish type body. You know, Mufasa, like, he's, if he was a human, he would be like, he probably looked like a rock or something right, like that. Right, right. So, you know, I was finding references. I was like, you know, he does, he's not going to wear the full suit because, you know, Mufasa, he's more laid back. You don't, right, he don't right. gotta, he don't have, he don't have to show <laughs> you, like, he doesn't have to prove anything. So he's chilling right now. Right. So I drew that and then that took off too. Even more so than Scar, the thirst was crazier for Mufasa. I was like, all right, y'all are wild now. Y'all can't leave the house, so this is what you guys think about. <laughs> what was, to me, what was funny was, like, I don't, like, they both had different, they, like you said, they were opposite. And yeah. then it became who who versus who. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, they, like, they was like, oh, I'll go, with, I'll go with Mufasa before I go with Scar. Or oh, I'm going yeah. with Scar before. It's like, and, you know, like, Scar got, he got classified as a D-boy. Yeah, like, yeah. Right off the rip. And so like then they started comparing it to Russell Wilson and Future. That was the funniest <laughs> one. That was definitely the funniest one I saw. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, this is wild. And so that I do I remember like after I posted that like it been it went crazy. Like it kept on going crazy. Our notification was going crazy. And I was like, all right, we gotta make sure we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm gonna make sure I tag bro in it, you know what I'm saying? And then you said you checked it out. He was like, I feel like I gotta explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> yo, because because yo, people in the comments are like, yo, he's definitely a furry. Yeah, yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy's a furry. I was like, yo, what exactly is even a fur? I know, like, I know, like, furries are attracted to animals or whatever, but literally, if you think about it, if you like cartoons. Then you're technically a furry. Hey, listen, Lola Bunny because, is awakening for a lot of people. <laughs> thank you. Bugs, like Bugs Bunny, the anthropomorphic, like a furry is basically an anthropomorphic ca uh, yep. character, an animal character that has human characteristics. So that's literally like half the cartoons we watch anyways. Right. And if you're attracted to one of them, then I guess you're a furry, but. You know, I guess there's there's levels to it. I would not call myself one, but I think anthropomorphic characters are are cool. They're cool to do. And I, you know what? I think that one of the biggest things that really made it stand out was everything. Every character had their own personality, and yeah. I like how that collectively all the community was like, "Yes." You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Like even when you did Rafiki, when you did uh, Kovu, uh, when you like just as you kept on going and as you started adding more and more characters. Everybody's yeah. like, that's definitely how it would be. Like, even down to the hyenas. Like, you know, yeah. like, it got it got to a point where it was like, yo, 
if this actually turned to something, I would watch yeah, this one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was uh, it was very fun to do because as I kept going, I kept making up stories in my head of what they would do, like in a right. in a modern day setting. Um, even down to like I I I was kind of playing around with people because. The most popular request after I got down to like after Simba and Nala was Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. But I I didn't draw them until the very until the very end. And when you think of Simone and Timon and Pumbaa, you're like, okay, they're probably gonna be like, you know, a gay happy couple, you know, whatever. So I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Let me let me throw let me throw everyone for a loop because if you think about the movie, um, you think about the last part of the movie where they're fighting, right? right? And Timon and Pumbaa run into the cave and then Pumbaa's like, uh, they're like, who's the pig? And then Pumbaa's like, you talking to me? And yeah. then it's like, they, they call me Mr. Pig. And I was yeah. like, yo, let me twist that because that means there has to be a backstory with Mr. Pig. Oh, yeah, so you, what if like, you made him like, what like if like, grunt. <laughs> yeah like yo what if he was really like mr pig in real life who would you yeah. call in real life yo that's mr pig like he doesn't he doesn't play any games so that's kind of how i flipped it when i when i saw the timon and Pooba, Pooba, uh, Pooba, i was like oh they look like like them the ones that get it done like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like, like they're the ones that get it done like you don't want to see them like when they come through the door like oh you already know yeah and I yeah think that, that was dope and then like and then like um so was it always called Pride Lands, or is that something that you came up afterwards? It was called, at first, at first it was called Nothing. And then, after I did the first three, I was like, all right, I'm going to call it Grasslands. Because, you know, grasslands, you know, lions live in the grasslands. And then right. I was like, I was like, yo, Pride Lands, they live, that's what it's called in the right. movie. That's, that's too easy. So then, then it became Pride Lands. And I think that because of that, that gave it its own identity. It made it like, yeah. um, I don't know, are you big into comic? Well, duh. Sorry, that was a dumb question. Uh, <laughs> have you read any of the Power Ranger comic books? Um, no, but the the one the the one with the, the Ninja Turtle crossover is yeah. Oh man, that, that's that was super dope. The, yeah. The reason why I bring that up is because if you the the Power Ranger comic books, they take the campiness out of Power Rangers. And it yes. turned into something serious, right? Yes. So like when I look at your Pride Lands, I'm like, oh man, if this was a reimagining of Lion King, but in a different realm, it wouldn't be as. I, even though there's still some savage stuff in Lion King, it would be a yes. more serious Lion King. And yes. All Pride Lands, like that's like yes. that would be the new name, you know, of whatever this graphic novel or whatever the case may be. And I can see all these characters within it in a different type of setting. Exactly, because I grew up. I grew up watching Disney movies, but a lot of them are like very girly and stuff. So, yeah. like, like when they had like a serious moment, I would gravitate towards that so yeah. much. Like, like even in Sleeping Beauty, Beauty, when the 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 prince is is fighting the dragon, I'm like, yo, this is hard. Like, right. I wish yeah. the whole movie could be like this, yeah. or like. Uh, or like in Bambi, where the uh, Bambi is fighting the other deer. Like, yo, right. I want a whole movie like this. So that's why, like, The Lion King meant so much. Tarzan meant so Tarzan, much. Yeah, Aladdin yeah. meant so much. I was like, yeah, like, I want the action. And like, I think that there's a realm for that. Like, yeah, I yes. don't know. Has, has, any, has anybody ever reached out to you about animating any of your, of your stuff? 
Yeah, they they um everyone wants to see this come to life and I'm trying to figure out how to make it a reality without uh getting sued. <laughs> right. <laughs> without the big without the big wigs coming but at you. If you think about it, if from Disney's standpoint, I would like if I was Disney, I'd let it I wouldn't necessarily pick it up if I was Disney because that's that's not their brand. But I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with it because you don't know how many people have hit me up after this telling me, yo, like I finally watched The Lion King 2 because of your artwork. And it was awesome. And that's so many more people yeah. gravitating back to The Lion King, even though they came out with that fluke remake. I feel like they had, <laughs> I feel like they had to see it because when you when when once everything when Mufasa and uh uh, uh, um, why am I drawing the name? When uh, Mufasa and um, Scar, why I think Scar, yeah, Jesus, I could not think of names. When they was <laughs> popping, when it, when it, when it was at its height, you had Lion King and Mufasa and Scar trending like that. Yeah. Was, and companies see that they had to see that they had to be like, wait, why are we trending right now? Like, yeah, yeah, like the movie been out for a while. We didn't just drop it on DVD. So what is going yeah. on? They had to have seen that. Yeah, and it's it's crazy how like how something that happened in like a little apartment can be seen by the world and it's that's that yeah, that was unbelievable. Like my following went my following blew up like like nine times. It's, yeah. it's crazy. That's it's really crazy. So did you did you feel compelled to, that you had to start doing like the other ones? Because I didn't see like you said you did uh, jump into like you did uh, a few of the Aladdin characters. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't feel like I had to, but I felt I, it was a combination of yeah, people are waiting for it, yeah. and yo, this will be really dope because, like you know, like people, you can always find like. A princess jasmine drawn in like sexy clothing you can find right. that anywhere right. but you can't necessarily find a boo dressed no, in no, cool clothing or right. you know with some personality <laughs> so i'm trying to stay away from the things that people always do and that's i think that that helped you out with the pride lands as well because yeah. we've seen like you said uh, there's other characters you've seen a tatted up jasmine yeah. You've seen Aladdin swagged out, but you have mm -hmm. not seen this take on Lion King, and that's yes, what exactly. that's what split it up. Because and, and then to me, that's where I was like, "Yo, what is this?" And I was like, "Oh, this is <laughs> this is super dope." Uh, one thing that I do respect about your hustle as well is, man, your merch game and your just in general is on par. Like, even when I was just looking and doing the research on you, I was just seeing like even with the Masterminds Connect, seeing that logo on like cups and just mm -hmm. seeing, you know you you know in all the recent videos and things that i've seen you've had something with your art on it or something with one of your logos on it and i think that that's also heavy in when you have these moments because mm -hmm. before pride lance you had your merch game together and mm -hmm. so by the time that that took off like you are you're already kind of set like okay i already got this stuff so anybody who do wants to support I know you got your mm -hmm. Patreon, but if anybody do wants to support on a different level, I have merch as well. And I think mm -hmm. that that is something that a lot of creators kind of forget is there, there's a business aspect to it of being kind of a little bit sort of ready. So that way yeah. when somebody approaches you, they're like, okay, well, what do you have? I know you got your artwork, Well, I'm also got these shirts and I got these mugs and these cups and I got mm -hmm. these things to brand myself. So that way, if, you know, you guys want to pick me up or anything, we can get into a partnership, we can work on something and then you can have that business aspect. 
Yeah. How, how, was that always like the thought process or like how did you get into like just getting your merch together? Oh man. Like it's been a long process trying to figure all that merch stuff out mm-hmm. because like I've I've gone like not to like not to get a big head, but I've gone viral a couple times before and my stuff wasn't ready. My stuff wasn't ready. So it was like, ah, dang it. People are asking <laughs> me this, but I don't, I don't have it for them. You know, by the time I do it, the people are going to be bored. Like yeah, the hype dies it. down. So like, um, so, so I, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to make that mistake. So then I started researching places that I can get my prints from, my t-shirts from, you know, different merchandise from, so that when I need it, I, they're a phone call away, I right. get the stuff done within a day to a week. So it's like, all right, well, you know, since I, I, have, to, I have to plan ahead, so I knew that I was going to do like three characters, but I didn't know I was going to do all of them. Right. So in the middle, I was like, all right, I'm going to do all of them. Let me... Make sure all the files are set up perfectly, so when it's done, straight to ship, and then they can get their stuff, um, get their stuff immediately. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about like, I, I I thank God that I I had it I had it right right then and there because <laughs> man I could have I could have slept on it man I could have right. slept on it. <laughs> so um, as far as your peers go, is there any peers that are influencing you? Like I know that you got the big wigs that you get influenced by, but I would say, like, in this culture, who's who's inf- who's influencing you at this moment? Um, as far as like other artists, yeah. Um, there are a lot of other artists. Um, there was there's a guy named Koteri Inc. He's, he does like um, uh, he did a Kickstarter for a comic and he blew up. Marcus Prime is dope. He's yeah. doing yeah. he's doing comics like uh, more sexual comments comics, but he. He's like, he's really consistent. He's been consistent for a whole, uh, very, very long time. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's the ones that, he, he he does those, like, it's like those simple cartoons yeah, that he's been doing. But, like, he also simple. has, like, he got, he got some, you know, some other dope stuff, but he's been doing those simple ones. I've been seeing, like, a lot of those relationship ones that keep on popping up and everything. Yeah, so if, if, if you're new to his page, people will be like, oh, yeah, he draws okay. But if you scroll down, you'll find yeah. out, oh, like, he could really draw. No, no, so, he can really draw. This is just what so started his, taking off. <laughs> his ideas are his I, people gravitate towards the ideas more than the actual skill. Yeah. So I'm trying to take both of those and kind of put together. Um, yeah. And uh, OBRs is a good one, too. Um, yep. mm-hmm. he, does, he does a lot of comic book stuff. But yeah, those people... And I have like a, a peer group who um, they, we always like motivate each other, like artists on my level, you know, yeah. give feedback and stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's important to build a community in whatever you're doing. No, it definitely is. And yeah, that's the thing is like you now you are at a space where like you have your community, like as far as. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's huge for artists in general. Once you start building your fan base where people want to see what you are doing because then you can blend those communities um i know that this uh six panel um like uh contest or i guess challenge that's been going on where it's like give me six oh yeah yeah that's been dope for a lot of artists because i know a lot of artists been capitalizing on just trying to get that together um and everything so um i'm just kind of just kind of browsing through some of your um your past work and everything um but I think that I think that's dope. You know, I, I, it's always dope that you can uh, get some type of 
motivation from your peers and everything. Um, one thing uh, uh, I just saw that you, uh, as I was uh, going through your work, uh, you did the Blash, which is uh, what's good. Oh yeah, yeah. I just uh, yeah, so he's gonna, he's gonna be our next interview dropping, man. He's he's cool people's man. Um, oh snap! Yeah, that's yeah. that's the homie, man. Yeah, and, and but see, the, and that's the thing too, and that's what I was gonna. <laughs> what's funny is. I was uh, when you was telling me your when I was you know, when I was looking uh, researching you and I was looking into some of your history and you were saying that you worked at Disneyland. I feel like a lot of artists worked at Disney. <laughs> oh, because man. in his story, he worked at Disneyland as well. Your story. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this dude named Swoozy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met yeah. him. He worked I'm, at Disneyland. I'm like, I feel like all these creators, all these dope creators, who's putting out dope content. All of you guys worked at Disney. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I met, I met Swoozy like my, like my second year of working there. I was, I was face painting, and I was like, "Yo, Swoozy!" And then he turned, <laughs> he turned around with this girl. He's like, "Yeah, what up?" I was like, "Yo, bro, if you want to get your face painted, just come right, right." Yeah, I got you. And then he's like, "Yeah, like." Cool. <laughs> and then I remembered, I was like, oh, regular people don't get their face painted like that. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's a super random intro. Like, hey, man, super like, random. Because <laughs> I'm like wearing my face painting apron and stuff. Like, oh, who is this cornball, man? <laughs> oh, man. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I felt like, but you know what's funny? It's just like those odd jobs that you work during your yeah. during your path it's kind of like it builds you because you're like you're like man like you have this vision on what it's going to do for you i'm pretty sure yeah. you like, cool because i'm gonna be doing this i'm gonna be close to disney i'm about to have yeah, an opportunity yeah. and then like it doesn't really turn out how you expect but then absolutely not but then you get funny stories like that <laughs> absolutely yeah i went i was i was part of the disney college program and I'm like, yeah, you know, prestigious Disney college program. I'm about to make so many connections. I'm gonna be, a, I'm gonna be a Disney animator by the time this is over. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I feel like it did curate like a higher level of understanding of what Disney does in the background yeah. and like how stories are put together and how like you know how you really got to think about things and think about the end game as and like as opposed to like thinking about right now what you can do right now yeah so is there is there any plans to do any um like any any book any graphic novel i guess like what's what's in the works for you um i want i want to develop a like a motion a motion graphic novel like a motion comic mm -hmm. so like a couple of panels will be regular you know graphic novel style and then a, a last a last panel will be animated so because animation is very expensive so if you could do one panel you give people a taste and then i think that will really hit that'll really be good um so that's the that's the plan if it might get shut down it might not but you know either way that's the plan yeah also oh, so also with, with working white, on some you're talking about doing this with pride lands yeah yeah with pride okay. lands. yep yep mm -hmm. and um after um i'm gonna continue doing some more characters i'm working on um sure Khan right now oh snap exclusive 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 no really like uh, I'm, <laughs> like today like, today i was working on it um after that you know i'm, I'm gonna dabble in a, a few other things but once the world opens back up man i want to want to do some more event hosting a little yeah. like not right when it 
opens back up because, you know, you got to wait it out a little bit. But maybe, like, towards the end of the year, maybe November, December, yeah. then we can start, like, like go hard with a really, like, dope fun event. What part of what part of Cali are you in? L.A. L.A.? All right. Because I know yeah. that, like, so we're probably going to be out there for um, – so we got this uh, connection with Crunchyroll Expo. So we was out there last oh, year. Oh, snap. Yeah, we was out there last year, got the live podcast from the floor and everything. So we're probably going to be there this year if they open things back yeah, up. Yeah, if they still do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, definitely, we definitely should connect, man. Definitely should connect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, um, you know, the West Coast, man, the one thing that I do like about the West Coast is there's a lot of creators out there, like, outside of – just yeah. in general, like, in every – realm every aspect so it's like there's so much to do and i you know when we get out there now that we like this will be our second year getting out there I, one of the goals that i want to do is i want to just kind of create with more people what we have to offer is our podcast mm-hmm. us as um as hosts and um and just in general like our following and just like how we approach things and i think that if we can start blending things together and start getting people together and doing things and but if, even if it is just even us hosting like a meetup or hosting something like i think that that'd be really dope to get a lot of creators together um yeah so, like we definitely got to stay in contact and everything okay so i'm, I'm definitely down for that so we have two two segments that we do before we end out. Uh, one of them so that I want to do, and I try to, we, it's called top five, but we kind of do that top five. So I want to put okay. it in your realm. There's going to be two top fives I want. So top five artists for right off the, well, off the rip, because it's in your, your field of, uh, of work. Top five artists for you, as far as illustration or comics or whatever the case. Okay, in no order. Um, Glenn Keane, Jim Lee, um Bruce Smith, Keith Haring, and uh Da Vinci. Okay. All right, dope, dope. I respect that list. All right, so this one is kind of a little bit more fun, but it's kind of go with animation, uh as far as animated movies. Uh obviously Lion King's one of your favorite top five animated movies for you. Um Prince of Egypt, um Lion King. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, animated movies. What what tops that? Um, Aladdin, Hercules. Right. Hercules and Tarzan can be switched out though. Okay, all right. You know what? You threw me for a loop. I did not. You know, you don't expect the guy to say Beauty and the Beast often. It's because it's because of the Beast, bro. You know yeah. how I was talking about how like I. I clung on to those action moments. <laughs> yeah. Yo, when he was when he messed up those wolves yeah. after he was going to rescue, yeah. I'm like, I would watch that scene over and over. And at the end when he was fighting the guest on, yeah. and then he was he was holding them by the neck above yeah. the building, like, yo, I could kill you if I wanted. That's when you that's when you got to see the real beast. But I'm gonna put you down. All right. I'm gonna scare <laughs> you. I'm like, I'm gonna stall you out, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be shook, but you know. All yeah, right, man. and so the last segment that we do is called recommendation. So we always try to recommend something for our listeners or our viewers to check out, whether it's something within the culture. It could be anything from anime, movies, comic books, whatever the graphic novel, whatever the case. Um, what would be a recommendation that you would like the viewers to check out? Mm, recommendation. Um, I would say I have two recommendations. Read. Read Bob Iger's book, um, The Ride of a Lifetime. Really good book. Um, And I would say to watch 
either Dave or Raimi on Hulu. I fucking love Dave, bro. Yeah. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Dave is my show. Dave is the funniest show out right now. <laughs> it is Dave is the funniest right show out right now. Oh my god, no, that show is so fucking good. <laughs> the funniest show out right now. Yeah. All right, well tell tell let's tell the uh tell the viewers how they can find how, how they can find you, bro. All right. Well, um, you can find me on Instagram, Masterminds Connect. Mastermind has an S at the end of it. Um, you can find me. You can find me everywhere if you go to my website, mastermindsconnect.com. You know, it has the links to all my pages. Um, if you can't find Masterminds Connect, search Marco the Artist. And uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate being on here. I actually I appreciate the research you did because I've been on other platforms and. They're just like, they expect you to explain yourself without having a background. You're like, well, you don't know what I'm talking about, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate the research. And then you did it correctly. It flowed. And it was a good, like, general conversation, bro. I appreciate it. Man, that's, that's, and that's the, what this whole uh, platform is about. You know, when I started the platform, I was like, I'm a content creator myself. I do music. I do the podcast. But I said, there's a lot of people that I think that people should really be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I first saw your work, it was like, okay, it was just the shock of that. So then as I started looking more into it, I was like, yo, I want to actually talk to bro because his work is really good. And I feel like, like there's a lot, there's a, there's a story, a, a good story here. And then as I started doing more and more research, I'm like, oh, you know, bro, stand up for real. Like, you know, he got, he's doing things for black people. He's doing things in the love mm-hmm. of art, uh, got his merch game together. And I was like, yeah, I did. This is something that, this is somebody that I think the people should uplift because you are somebody of both cultures in hip hop culture mm-hmm. and geek culture and you're doing yeah. it right. And that's something that we got to make sure that we're giving people their flowers as they're here. Not just, you know, if, you know, God forbid, but not if anything happened, we don't like, oh man, you know, Marco was a good artist. No, we need yeah, to celebrate yeah. you now, bro, because like that right there, it sparked so much. And when you think about like, even just in Disney, like even the, uh, the thought process of doing Pride Lands, yeah, gr- granted, Disney is the big machine and everything like that, but this proves and shows that, look, even the little guy that you guys deem as the little guy is out here making waves for you with yeah. something with the idea. So this is not something that we need to sleep on. And this is something that I believe that the people should definitely be aware of as far as who you are, what you got going on outside of just the pride lands, because you got more than that. And that's why I wanted to have that conversation just so people can get a deeper understanding of who you are as a person, who you are as an artist and what your goals and aspirations are and everything. So I appreciate you taking this time for real. Um, And again, like I said, you know, this is the only place that blend hip hop culture and geek culture together. This has been my guy, Marco Bernard. Definitely make sure y'all check him out. You guys will see more things. We will definitely make sure that we continue to support and post them on our stuff as well, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. This was fun. This was fun, man.